You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with The Good News. Hello, friend. It is Angie Austin along with some of the Good News gals. Michelle Betts is here, Jennifer Bishop, and producer Marie in for producer Dave. So we really do have a God squad of gals, the Woo-hoo! Good News gals this time. Thanks for filling in, Marie. You're so welcome. Glad heard, to be here. Heard she volunteered. Is that true? It was some of both. <laughs> voluntold. <laughs> voluntold. Voluntold. That's what my son says about the Ooh. Marines. He was voluntold. That is hilarious. All right. So, um, wait, I forgot to tell you guys, you know, when I took my vacation that I did um, 28.1 miles at Disney. And one thing it taught me, like, I better stay in shape because good being a mom, you know, with these kids and like what you have to do to um, keep up with them, you know, not being a young mom either. I mean, you really, you really have to keep please, it together. Please tell me you didn't have your high heel converse on. Oh, no. I, I wore <laughs> I, to 28.1 miles in two days. Or was it 28.25? Anyway, I wanted to add that little bit of extra. Yeah. One day I did 15.01. Yeah. Take one it. day. Mm-hmm. And I was sore and tired. And then oh, they, I bet they're like, were. we don't want to go the next day. So we did something else. We went to like Balboa Island where they oh, put three fun. cars on a little teeny ferry. Now, I've been on a big ferry like in Seattle before. I've never been on a ferry where you pull to the end and it's slightly wider than your car. And you pull to the end and like if you pull off, you drive into the ocean. <gasps> and oh it has like a little arm that comes out. A little uh, red and white <laughs> arm. Like a toothpick comes down and says, toothpick. oh, I'll stop your giant Nissan Armada from driving <laughs> into the... Because I got a great rental car. Because you know, I got there and there were no rental cars. And oh. I'm like freaking out 3 o'clock in the morning or whenever it was. It's middle of the night yes. and not a single car. And uh, so they got me a car that was dirty and... Um, but which is fine because I got a much better car, the Armada. It's a huge, really nice uh, SUV. Mm. And then, um, and then also I didn't have to, it had gas, but they hadn't checked the level yet or filled it up. So they go, well, you can bring it back empty. You know how much gas those things take? And gas there's over $4 a It's horrible. California gas is a gallon. Is it really? 405. That's crazy. I was just in Utah. And it was two forty seven. Oh my god! Oh. Isn't that crazy? See, so when I was in Europe, uh, we had um, a Volkswagen Touareg, which is basically the Porsche Cayenne, but it's Volkswagen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it was a V ten, so it took <gasps> a lot of gas. Whoa! When we would go get gas, we would spend a hundred euros to fill the tank. So that's about one hundred and sixty dollars. Yes. Unbelievable. On gas. Back then it was like, well, how long ago? I might be wrong. It might've been 200. Like about eight years. Um, That was like eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like six, six, eight dollars a gallon. I feel like I'm, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what it is. Crazy. In Europe, it's, in England, it's very expensive. And we complain. Expensive. We complain. So, yeah, I would complain. And then all my European friends here. are like, oh, honey, stop. Yeah. Oh, you would complain here. Yeah. 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 They're like, well, oh, yeah. You know, I, I, so I have to say that National made it right. They figured it out because I hate bad service. It's like I've been a you know, customer for many years. Like, just make it right. And I'm, I keep telling my mom that like yelling and screaming doesn't work, that oh. it's persistent uh, pay, patience, persistence, and and pleasantries. Correct. You just don't give a. Is there another car we could have? Do you have anything in the back? Do you? Is there anything bigger? Is there anything smaller? I see you have a luxury SUV over there. Is that available? Like just patient persistence. 
and pleasantries, you know, very pleasant and persistent. Do they're, not the give three up. P's, the three yeah, P's. do not give up because they're trying to send me like to another no, don't uh, place. Well, I had to get an Uber then to get to the other place. I'm like, I'm not doing that at three o'clock in the morning. My mom's mm. handicapped. Right. And my husband's like, right there, right there. That was the clincher. You say you got a handicapped That's grandma. That's right. You with use you. it, man. They don't want that going on social media. Handicapped <laughs> grandma in LA <laughs> in the middle of the night in an, in an empty lot. Yeah. I so. love social media for that. Yeah, I do and too. for positive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I gave a shout out to the you did. two employees who you helped did. me. You did, and I said, you "Way to go L- for those two. Sorry, you were in LAX. Yeah, it's a nightmare over there. I yeah. would just try never to fly in or out. I of know. There. <laughs> I've got one more trip coming up where we are flying in and out of there. Oh my gosh! Because we ended up in a um, in a line. For our rental car, which I had reserved. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it, it makes no <laughs> difference at all. I think we were in line for like three hours the last time I flew the kids. Into I just LAX. do um, that. Normally, it's the Emerald Club with Na- a national, and you walk up and you just pick your car. But they didn't have any. Yeah, I have heard. But you just walk up, uh, you yep. take it, and you check out. That's yep. it. Yep. That's nice. the way to go. you got to do one of the ones where I've heard you scold. walk up and take the car and you leave. Well, we was just yeah, we were that. just in Phoenix last week, and there was zero cars for rent. Crazy! What? Yeah, they I'm part it. of the problem though. I try to get better deals, so I'll reserve a couple. Yeah, to try to find the best deal. See, that's your fault, Andy. That, People what? like you How renting dare a car you? from every <laughs> single place. No, not every single. Just the <laughs> one company. Just the one company trying to get better prices. No, we <laughs> okay. couldn't find any. It was oh, horrible. That is crazy. All right, so I want to talk a little bit about, um, with you know, the midterms coming up, uh, political differences, because, you know, I've been pretty open about the fact that my husband's further to the left and I'm further to the right, and we do vote for different people, and that he, during the last, you know, uh, uh, election cycle, he... Uh, there was a ballot that came for me and my mom. Went <gasps> each Did he, he hide him? He no, he threw it out because he said he didn't know that they were ballots. I go, oh yeah. It says on <laughs> the outside. No. I was ballot. for vacation. I'm like, just so you know, I'll probably get a ballot in the mail, and it's a ballot, and it says ballot on the outside, and only spell that for you so that you can see the envelope. <laughs> And, you know, do, 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 yeah, that's just all junk mail from the government. And, yeah. At least you didn't secretly fill it out for you. Right. It's something you wouldn't oh, vote for. Yeah, I've heard of people scandalous. doing that. You can oh, get in a lot of trouble for that. A yeah. lot that's of trouble. Definitely legal. legal trouble. Legal. The kind that cost you lawyer money. Even if it's your spouse. Yeah. Or ex-spouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty bad. That's, yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, they, they catch you when you do that because your ex-spouse doesn't want you voting for them. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's nice that you and your husband can still get along, Angie, in I, spite of your differences. I just shut down the conversation, and I'm very interested to see what, you know, what will uh, – what this other couple does that we're going to hear from because they're younger. And a lot of millennials are uh, Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're like a in college and you're a Republican, I think you have to be like Woo. in the underground. You have to like an, have like an underground railroad for Republicans. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Where they smuggle you in and out of campus and yep. you leave your I mega hat that. like in yep. your car covered up well, with a backpack. We took our son is... around and it was. <laughs> we think Wait, it's, is it's your, your son a Republican? Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, like, if you're going to rallies held by that Greek guy who's a homosexual, what's his name? George Soros? No, no, no. This, the guy who's in, who, I think he said something really wrong. Oh, and yes, now he has no, no fans. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. If you're who going you're talking to see about. him, I'm yeah. just going to lump you in that. You know, you're not my kind of people person. I know exactly. So what I you're can talking see about. how okay, that guy is very you know divisive. I, I, why don't I know his name, Marie? Uh, he's yeah. got a Greek. 
Yeah, and it's Somethingopolis a, yes, or something. Yeah, Somethingopolis. 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 And I hate to be, I lived in Greece for a while, and that was very common. Opolis yeah, is in yeah. Opolis. We know that. Yeah. That's why it's funny you call him yeah. Somethingopolis. But it was, it was something like that. Yeah, like if you're going to see him, I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume like, eh, she, you're not your kind. Not, not my kind, kind of people. people. Well, yeah. Berkeley, I mean, oh, my gosh. Well, well, Berkeley even, is very I, liberal, though, but they have a history of being extremely liberal. I knew that, that Michelle did not. We don't have to go into too many specifics, but I knew that she did not stand on my side of the fence politically when the day after the election was, that she wrote what the blank on her Facebook page. Ah, and uh, then and then the na- her neighbor, who also is more of my leans more in my direction, her neighbor was like, Michelle. You, know, you should take that down off Facebook, you know, I don't. yeah, and I know, and then people went Michelle's friends went after him, and I'm like, I am not commenting <laughs> on that threat. I am not commenting on that, but I'm going to keep going back and looking at it over and over again. <laughs> this is fascinating. Well, you know what? So what I did was I hid those things, but I saved them so that I could see who's on my side. That's oh, what I that did. That is so hilarious. other people can't see them, but I'll know who liked it. So I know oh, those are my people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She so, is sorting her people. Yeah. I didn't either. No, I, I didn't like say, or dislike. I, I was uh I wouldn't have commented. It was pretty upsetting. I mean, I it was pretty upsetting to me the last election night. And when I woke up, I felt like I was in um some kind of horror movie and I would leave the house and everybody would be against me throwing eggs at my house or or like, what? yeah, I felt that way. Oh, but I didn't you, want to say they my, weren't throwing eggs at your no, house. No, no, I, I felt, felt like the world was coming to an end and I was surrounded by people who were not my people. And that's the Wait, lightest okay. way that I can say that. That is so interesting you say that because there have been other elections. Like I didn't vote for Obama. My husband did. Right. But Obama didn't say things that people could take as racist, though. Oh, do you know what I'm saying? So I, you I, felt by I, him I disagree. Like, I'd I, like to hear because last time you said that he offended yeah. you, and I'm dying to know. I didn't how, like some of the I things he said about Christians, but I have also didn't cover I his heart. I feel like there have been other elections where Trump hasn't people, covered his heart every time either. I feel like there have been elections where people that I did not vote for became president, and that I did not. I don't want to. I'm not going to say the word pout. That's not the right word. I'd, I wasn't thrilled, but I was like, okay, well, let's see what we can do. And I always feel like what goes on in the White House has an impact on us, but what goes in my house has more of an impact on us, right? So true. And then many yes. of us, like my co-host said he voted not with Hillary. Like he did, wasn't voting for Trump. He right. did not want to vote for Hillary. Right. So I think a lot of people just assume that everyone that voted for Trump was like, right. you know, a wearing a mega lover. hat with a flag. Which wasn't necessarily the case, you know, and that uh, my, my husband's like, mm-hmm. you always carry his water. I'm like, no, I say when I think that there are things that are done or said that, you know, I don't agree with. But with that said, I also think he's been painted with a racist brush a lot more than than he than I think is fair. But but with that said, he could do a better job of dispelling that. We could do a better job. Yeah, we're we're right. friends and, and and my husband and I are married and different politically and that is unusual, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that common. Well, yeah. I mean, that's got to be hard. I know people. I know a few people in those kind of in those relationships were on the other side. Um, my thing is, yeah, this has been a tough one because in the last election when it was um, Mitt Romney and Obama, like, you know, I wasn't really into Mitt Romney, but I didn't hate Mitt Romney. I wasn't. You know, a fan of his. You hate Trump. I hate him. You hate I him. hate him. Well, it's interesting for me, me to hear, hear why. 
You know what I mean? Like, because I feel you know, like Beatrice he was here. Beatrice is African American and Michelle's African American. Beatrice said that her own community has really not been supportive of her voting for Trump. And you I'm said sure you catch a lot of flack, don't you, Beatrice, from other black people? Oh, yeah, I'm you sure. You just assume that she did. Oh, I, I know. Like, she doesn't have to tell me I, I would know that because um, I don't think the general black population is liking Trump. First of all, I, like, I, I try to stay away from all this. I don't really watch all the news because it just makes me angry. But I feel yeah. like when he's talking about black people, it's like, what have you got to lose? And we're all shooting each other up in Chicago. I have a big problem with that. We need to be represented in the full spectrum of what black people are. Instead of always talking about us like we're shooting each other up and we're criminals and why didn't you just comply? I'm exhausted by that. So any person who furthers that kind of opinion that, you know, what are you guys doing to get your community better? Look at all the shootings in Chicago. Like, that's how, like, all black people are living. I have a problem with that. Like, I don't need people painting that black people that way when I've got three biracial children out there. They're internalizing this stuff. And I refuse to let them, um, you know, their minds be clouded by opinions of us that I don't think are, are, are fair. You can't paint all of us with the same brush. And I do, I, there were a couple of times that president Obama at the time had said things about Christians that I really didn't like. And sometimes I felt like that he didn't represent us as a country, that he didn't put us first per se, Mm -hmm. um, as a president and that he sometimes wouldn't use terminology that he thought might offend people that I felt were terrorists because he wanted to be politically correct about how he represented them. But more so like as a Christian, I felt, um, you know, when he talked about historically Christians, you know, doing things that were similar to what terrorists do. And I'm just kind of generalizing here, but, you know, I don't, with my girlfriends, I go to Bible study with, like, we're not beheading people because of our Christian values. So to compare us and my group of friends and my little Christian community to terrorism, I just, I was offended by it. I could, that makes sense to me. But um, when you look historically at what Christians have done, I think I don't think we have, uh, you know, we don't have like a perfect past I, I, either. Right, right, but I felt like it wasn't necessary. So like I wasn't a fan of him. You're not a fan of Trump, but I felt like, and I I see what you're saying. You're more offended by Trump than I was by o- Obama. Well, and then and and also, did he? I mean, what did he lie with, with what he said? Did he lie in saying that about like, bringing up the, crim- the past, uh, about past about Christians, about Christianity? I mean, well, were, and like, I think I think that the way the media covers the president, President Trump, is very unfair, I personally think. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, when Kanye, regardless of what you think about Kanye West's mental state... He's dead to me. It um. was like... <laughs> right. But see, if I feel like Hollywood and that community, if you don't agree with them, they're dead to you, like you just said about Kanye. Well, so he, he has a right, though, mm-hmm. if he wants to support the president, whether they think he's crazy or not, he has a right to do that. And so people, like, are blackballing him, like, well, you're not with us so you don't have a, but don't we have freedom of speech i mean i don't think that's oh, you fair definitely, you definitely right, freedom but of we, speech. we are free to hate you because you support the president basically look at the 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 presidents called the black guys kneeling at game son of a bitches i mean he's free to say can that say, can we say that mariana <laughs> i think if we're quoting someone okay, it's we're okay. quoting someone, it's okay. all right well, wait i, so I want to hear about we want to hear about i've got her all fired up but this but is he, just the whole did, thing about we're friends that, 
and we're yeah. on different sides of the fence politically. And so I wanted to share this with the you know midterms coming up and making sure my 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 husband doesn't throw my ballot out again, the Democrat. <laughs> um, that uh, I wanted to hear how this couple navigates this. So one of my favorite reporters from CBS, Steve Hartman, uh, profiled this couple. Yeah, you know, the the cool thing about as Christians, like you were saying, we should be able to step back from politics and be able to be on the same team. And these two, a younger man and a younger woman, are actually rivals going after the same political position. So they're going to be elected. You know, one of them's going to win, one of them's going to lose. And even they were able to step aside. And so, yeah, check this out. In Lamoille County, Vermont, the fall colors are at their peak. Everywhere you look, bursts of Lucy Rogers Green and Zach Mayo, red, white, and blue. We don't need as much government. He's the Republican, yeah, I, and she's the Democrat. I'm pretty centrally focused on health care. They're competing for a state house seat, aggressively competing. Both have visited or plan to visit every single home in the district, all 2,000 plus. The locals say they've never seen anything like it. They're both all in. They're out talking to people. Knocking on a lot of doors. They both want to win in the worst way. But this highly competitive race took a dramatic turn recently. It happened during their debate when the candidates asked for a few extra minutes at the end to do something together. I'm not sure what it is. They stood up from their tables and began moving the furniture, preparing for what appeared to be some kind of musical performance. But I had no idea what. Right. Even the moderator didn't know. I don't believe anybody did. Indeed. What happened at the local library that night was completely unexpected and totally unprecedented. Because we asked them if we could have a few minutes at the end to play a duet. A duet. A duet. It strikes a chord, so to speak. Yeah, to say to the world that this is a better way. Democrat and Republican united in perfect harmony. There weren't enough tissues to go around. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Sweet. So, so cool the the lady who's the democrat was playing a cello and then the republican man was playing the guitar and singing and it was really cute i um i i thought they were married so i have it harder than they do yeah you do (laughs) no they weren't married i don't think they're related at all but they were political rivals that's hilarious (laughs) well now i want i thought they were going to move the furniture to get married that would have been cool. Yeah, Who knows? Maybe a romance I think, will blossom. Well, I want to br- I want to bring not just Ebony and Ivory together like Michelle and I. I want to bring together <laughs> Democrats and Republicans. <laughs> I want them to marry more often. I just it's funny because I'll get these texts from my husband. Oh my gosh, like he is such a baiter. He tries to throw that political carrot out to me all the time. Like I can just go back while I was on vacation in California while I left him back here working. Not because he's a Democrat. That's not why I left him. <laughs> but. Um, but he'll send things like, your boy said something else today. Or did you hear what your boy said today? And which I don't really appreciate him calling the president my boy. Right. But um, <laughs> your it's just boy? hilarious that um, he here's, here's one, come home, hurry up, come home. And I'm like, well, quit sending me all those Trump quotes. No, but oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> but it's just funny that um, every time he says something, it's like he's using this little thing like, oh, now I got gotcha. you. Now you're going to hate his guts. And I'm like, it's not about me being his biggest fan. Mm-mm. It's about what I stand for as a Christian, what I believe in, and that you were, unfortunately, we're given these two choices at the end. And like my, my co-host, he loved Ted Cruz. 
He was a Ted Cruz guy, which, by the way, did you hear Ted Cruz has a new nickname? Now, I like it when the president gives you a new nickname. It's not Lion Ted anymore. We thought he could change it to Lion Ted, L-I-O-N, Lion Ted. Uh-oh. Um, uh, but it's um, uh, Beautiful Ted or Texas Ted. Yep. There you so, go. So, yeah, so that's good. Are we out of time, Marie? Does that mean I have to wrap it up? All right, Michelle Betts and Jennifer Bishop, uh, the Good News Gals, and also producer Marie will be right back with the good news. If you want to reach out to me, AngieAustinRadio.com, AngieAustinRadio.com. The good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. All right, Angie Austin here along with Adam. Adam is an ambassador with ARC, and when you shop at ARC, it helps the ambassadors. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps, and everything you donate helps. ARC is a tremendous benefit to people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Now, there's a Saturday sale. Most items half off. If I'm a senior, 55 and over, on Tuesdays, most items are half off. How do we find out about that? ARCthrift.org. How about if I want to donate? Where do I donate? 303 303- 238 You call them and they'll pick up whatever you need. Furniture, small, big. Medium. Uh, yep, absolutely. A, a small, big, medium. Yes, they'll bring ma'am. the truck right on over. What's yes, the ma'am. number? 303-238-JANE. Yeah, they bring a truck right to your house. 303-238-JANE. Yes, 303-238-JANE. Does uh, ARC make you feel special? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought so. The ARC special. ARCthrift.org. As are you, ma'am. As are you. Thank you. Do you love working for ARC? I love ARC. God's Glory Boxes were started to help spread the glory of God, support Christian artists, and feed the hungry. At God's Glory Boxes, they get things from artists worldwide who share their love of God through their art, like paintings, jewelry, t-shirts, and pillowcases. Here's how it works. Go to the website godsglorybox.com. Choose a one-month, three-month, six-month, or 12-month subscription. Use the promo code GOODNEWS5 for $5 off a one-month subscription or GOODNEWS10 for $10 off a longer subscription. You can get God's Glory Boxes for yourself or as a gift, cancel whenever you want, and the best part is that for each box sold, God's Glory Boxes will donate five meals to hungry people in the community. Help spread God's glory today by starting your subscription at godsglorybox.com. And remember to use the promo codes GOODNEWS5 or GOODNEWS10 to take advantage of your special good news discount. Having fun in the mountains is easy year-round, no matter what your age with YMCA of the Rockies. Come fill your fall days and nights with our exciting Halloween spooktacular programs and entertaining activities. This year at the YMCA of the Rockies, there is something for everyone at our Halloween spooktacular events. Come join us for our Monster Mash skate party, our all-ages costume trick-or-treat night, our kid-friendly haunted house, plus many other special activities specially designed for the fun and exciting Halloween season. YMCA of the Rockies is an ideal vacation located in a stunning environment that helps build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for campers of all ages. Go to the planning guide under the activities tab at ymcarockies.org for more information. Fill your Halloween season with fun, exciting, and affordable adventures at YMCA of the Rockies. Go to ymcarockies.org to book your stay today. 
Hey, it's Angie. Welcome back. Well, have you gotten the call? I know I have. Like the call from the school. We just got one yesterday. And the first thing that comes into my mind is, was one of the kids hurt again because we had to have an ambulance come for Riley playing football, broke his collarbone. Hope fell off the uh, trampoline this summer and was worried about head injuries. So if you have kids like I do of that age, we oftentimes have 15 kids in the backyard. They're going to get injuries, specifically sports injuries. So joining us is an expert in the area, Dr. Brian Babka. He is with the Northwestern Medicine Central DuPage Hospital, and he also works with athletes. And so this is a topic of great interest to many parents. Welcome, doctor. Thank you for having me. All right, so why are these sports injuries on the rise? You think with the technology, more advancements, better helmets, that we'd have fewer? Well, our kids are actually playing organized sports at a much earlier age. So they're playing in leagues that are much faster, stronger, more physical. The other thing that has particularly increased our injury rates is year-round sport. So too often now, our children are, are specializing earlier and choosing to play one sport year-round. And sometimes when we when they choose to dabble in other sports, it's usually an overlap. So a lot of times we will have, you know, our children playing soccer year round and then volleyball for school. And they're going to two practices per day and multiple games per week. And so there's this big increase in overuse and we're getting overuse injuries. We're getting uh, burnout. We're getting fatigue. We're getting uh, injuries because of decreased recovery, you know, things of that nature. Yeah, and, and also, I, I, you make such a good point, also the training that parents do, like more pitching, like, uh, you know, pitching coaches or going, you know, to the gym and lifting and doing things which would then make them, they, the parents think better in that chosen sport. And just out of curiosity, do you think this is a good thing that kids are starting earlier and getting more competitive at a young age and going year round? Because it really keeps them from trying other sports, too. It does. It is not. Um, and even my thinking on it has kind of evolved just in terms of where the sports medicine data is coming from. But even as a parent myself and kids that play sports and, you know, I was fortunate enough to play sports at a high level myself. And so sometimes you look at traditionally what we've done and where it's evolved and, you know, what we've created and where sometimes we need to swing the pendulum back. Mm -hmm. So I have actually become very anti early specialization, particularly for our athletes, you know, to about you know the middle school and high school level where I want our youth athletes our eight nine ten year olds playing multiple sports you know learning multiple skills developing uh, training different muscles uh, learning better better body awareness and balance or what we call proprioception uh, things of that nature and we've gotten away from that and we, we We've created this culture of club sports where they're competing with school sports and we have too many kids playing in both. And it's created, in some sense, some athletes that aren't as well trained and fit as they used to be. And it's also increased our risk of this fatigue and overuse. Well, I, I, you're singing to the choir. We don't let our son play football. He's uh, really excels at sports and is one of the top swimmers on his team. But we won't let him swim more than two days a week while the other kids are doing five and six. He's 13 years old. He can't swim five or six days a week because then he can't do volleyball and baseball and soccer and all the other exactly. track. He's in track right now, so he doesn't need to swim five days a week. But we get pressure from the parents and coaches like, hey, he's one of the top people in this sport, whether it be basketball or swimming or baseball. Can he come more? Can he? 
travel? Can he come to more practices? No, he can't because he's 13. And when he's like 16, maybe he'll specialize, but he's not doing it now. I 100% agree. And I, I think, and this is the parent in me talking where I 100% agree with you, or I think too often we get guilted into that yes. where the coaches, and even knowing what I know, I feel sometimes I get guilted by coaches with my own children. Um, for them to do more and more and more. And you sometimes learn to step back, take a deep breath and question the motivation. Uh, but I do think it's important for someone like your son, particularly a swimmer, to have a weight-bearing exercise. You know, if they're running track, that's important. It's mm-hmm. cardiovascular. He's still working his engine. It's going to you know, fall back and make him a better swimmer long-term. But you're also forcing him to do something different with different muscle groups, particularly in his lower legs that are going to be different than flutter kick or butterfly kick or dolphin kick. Yeah. Uh, it's going to, it's definitely going to decrease the overuse in that, you know, young shoulder. You know, one of the things we particularly see uh, is base, you know, in baseball and we're starting to learn it in swimmers. Unfortunately, our swimmers have fallen a little behind the data curve. Um, and I'm a parent of a swimmer. So I, I, I now recognize it is our athletes that live overhead for too long, you know, we're starting to get some overuse injuries. You know, we can get growth plate injuries in the shoulders. We can get tendonitis. We can get back issues. And so by having, forcing your child into multi-sport, uh, it is only going to benefit long run. A really good athlete's, you know, a really good athlete. And a 13-year-old not swimming five days a week will not fall behind the curve. There's all the data in the world to support it. Uh, we just need people to recognize that. Well, doctor, um, that's part of the prevention, being well-rounded and not necessarily specializing in one sport. So what else can be done to prevent sports injuries? It's education. I mean, I think as everything in life and in sports, there's an inherent risk. You know, anytime we jump in a pool, cross a chalk line, you know, jump on a court, we know there's an inherent risk of, you know, of an injury, a contact injury, a twisting injury, an overuse injury. Uh, but if we can educate people on acknowledging risk, decreasing risk when and where we can, so certain leagues and school administrators and program developers, you know, you know, changing rules that will protect our kids. That's important. Educating athletes, parents, and coaches to recognize injury. So in our athletes that are very, very active is to not ignore that pain complaint. If we can teach our athletes to self-report and then have our parents and coaches recognize that that's a real complaint that needs to be, you know, evaluated and treated, um, you know, education and awareness is still the biggest tool we have in our toolkit. All right. Well, speaking about this education, doctor, so got the trampoline, the kids in gymnastics. My friend said, oh, we've had it for eight years. No one ever fell off. So I've ordered the nets. I let the kids on one at a time. Daughter falls off. I'm watching her, hits her head, but she does the proper roll, right? So she crosses her arms and puts her head up. So I take her right to the doctor to see if she has a concussion. And we hear a lot about concussions in the news. So I want to know how common are they really? And do we need to act that immediately to have our kid looked at, or do we need to wait? Like, are they, do we hear about it more just because we're more aware of concussions now, or are they really that common? It's a little of all the above. So about 9% of high school sport injuries reporting to an athletic training staff are head injuries. So about one in 10 injuries in sport are head injuries. So I I would call that common, right? Something that definitely needs to be recognized. Something that definitely needs to be treated. 
the the rise, you know, the increase in data and rates, I, th I think, is somewhat twofold in that our, obviously our recognition and public awareness is really, really high. So we are recognizing these athletes sooner. We're getting them in treatment sooner. But I think where the biggest rise has been is our female athletes. I think for a long time, our sisters and our daughters didn't necessarily have access to the same organized sports at the same levels that you know, our brothers and sons did. And so we have a whole influx of new, you know, high level athletes that are playing sports, mm -hmm. which is very, very good. But the, obviously the numbers have increased. And we also know in our female athletes, there's some unique needs that sometimes can put them particularly in certain sports at a little higher risk of injury. Um, so those rates are going up. The other, when you commented on, you know, how quickly do they need to be evaluated? I'm in the camp of, you know, immediate is, is the definition for me is 24 to 48 hours. Okay. So obviously any athlete or child that has a suspected head injury, um, if they're coherent, they're talking and you will know your child better than anybody. Um, that could probably be evaluated in 24 to 48 hours. Anything where it's dazed, headache, increased headache, nausea, vomiting, mm -hmm. um, that needs to be evaluated immediately. I think the biggest thing on the sports side that we need parents and coaches to recognize is any suspected head injury needs to be removed from play with no same day return to play. And so we have to have that initial rest period and then evaluated the following Monday or Tuesday by a healthcare professional to see if it is actually concussion. I, I will argue that not every head injury is a concussion, um, but I am uh, very much in the camp of any suspected head injury needs to be removed from play, live to fight another day, have it formally evaluated because if it is a concussion, certain treatment protocols need to be initiated mm -hmm. uh, to protect that athlete's uh, recovery, return to daily activity, return to learn, you know, return to play without having long-term uh, recurrent risk or long-term you know, potential deficits. Right. And you don't want two back-to-back -back concussions not knowing they had one and then another because that can be even fatal. So I think people underestimate Yep, that's when that. the bad things happen. Mm -hmm. The seriousness. Well, doctors, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. Wow. I mean, what a wealth of knowledge. I really appreciate all the info. Where can we go to do more research and get more information? Sure. Our website has a lot of information, uh, particularly regarding our sports medicine programs, uh, education links, our sports concussion programs. So our website is www.nm.org, and that will bring you to the Northwestern Medicine website uh, and kind of guide you through our subspecialty programs. Well, that's simple. NM.org. Thank you so much, doctor. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Three, two, one. All right, so I've got uh, the God Squad here, the Good News Gals, and Jake with God's Glory Boxes here. So I want to just kind of join you guys in here. I was so happy to hear him kind of agree with me how I feel. Even though my son and all my kids swim year-round, it's two days a week, not five or six. And so I'm already seeing, like, the kids that are doing it, you know, all, all every day of the week, they are, you know, uh, maybe beating them out by half a second or whatever, whereas maybe my son used to beat them, right? So that's hard for him mentally, but the, with the baseball and the short shoulder injuries that sometimes you get from swimming and baseball because of the, you know, overuse. He's saying that that's the way to go, that this doctor who is a pro in this arena, that these kids shouldn't be doing year-round sports so young and abusing their bodies. And then Monique, your husband played in the NFL for 10 years, right? For 10 years. And it, it, it makes me have apprehensions about 
um, my own daughter's playing sports. I always tell my my two younger daughters they play soccer, and I always tell them no headers because my husband had so many concussions, and he's going through a lot with um with from the remnants of those concussions. So. I don't see, I always tell parents because parents always look at my girls and they're like, they want to model their kids after my girls. But I always tell them, like, God has a plan for my girls. And whatever his plan is, whatever he has for them, they're going to get that. Like my daughter, Amber, she told me yesterday, she was like, Mama, I don't feel like going to practice. And I'm like, you don't have to go to practice. So I'm not one of those parents who's like, um, you need to go to practice. We've paid for this soccer. Go no, if they don't feel like going, they don't go. My older daughter Alicia, who has um, scholarship offers in academics, basketball, and track, she started playing basketball when she was in seventh grade, and she started track in ninth grade. So it's like you don't have to do all of this stuff that society is telling you you need to do for your pressure kids and half eat. the time it's the parents because they mm -hmm. want their kids to stand out and they want to live through their kids i've seen that where parents want to live through their kids and i'm not one of those parents i'm like listen you're going to go through your own stuff so i'm not going to inflict what i'm feeling off on you i just want my girls to be led by god's plan mm -hmm. and I have a problem with coaches coming to me telling me I can do this for your daughter. And I'll tell them, no, you can't. No, like you can't do that for my daughter. Only God can do that for my daughter. So to all those parents out there listening, God has a plan for your kid. And you just pray for that plan to be aligned and come down here and and on earth and be manifested because he already has the plans laid out in heaven for him just like for each and every one of us so and with my husband he started playing when he was six years old wow six years old and we're from florida and in florida you had to play tackle football at six years old there was no if and no more flags when you turn six you have to play tackle, tackle at six at wow six. So he he's paying for it. He's not even 40. He's paying for it. Like, he we have so many machines at home that he has to get on daily just to be able to function and make it through the day. And those concussions, they're no joke. They are no joke. So I would just say to parents, like, you have to be the advocate for your kids and not yes. let those coaches push right to them. Yeah, right. If you have, a, uh, like, you know, your daughter's a good athlete, so they're put, the coaches want to push them more. Mm -hmm. Jake, did you want to add anything? Yeah, I just think it's amazing to hear a first-person uh, story. You know, it really hits home there. Um, I myself grew up heavy into sports, and I remember – uh, whenever I turned down a scholarship uh, for playing football at a Division two school, my dad was like devastated. Uh, but really, but one thing you just have to keep in mind is that the uh, the actual percentage of people who make it to the pros is so tiny. So if all these people are going to be risking their health, health. and risking their their life to some extent for such a small percentage, it just doesn't really make sense. And I'm not saying I'm anti-sports, but you just have to uh, take it all into consideration and realize there's a lot more to life as well. Mm -hmm.
Yeah. And the money these parents play. I tell pay oh. for the kid. I tell parents if you took that money and put it into an RA and just let it grow from because I know parents whose kids started playing basketball when they were three. Right. And some of these club sports are like yeah. ten grand a year. Ten grand yeah. I couldn't and the trips. even fathom I'm yeah. like ten grand. We're still playing all the rec leagues. We're just yeah. like you know, like, all the rec leagues. It's 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 crazy. And then when you talk about volleyball and baseball, that's even more <clears throat> money. Yeah. So it's it's like Maybe that investment, you know, could I, I, I'm fine with the rec leagues until they tell me I'm very serious about a sport. Yes, Miss Leah Schaefer. Yeah, well, you, you know, our kids play volleyball together, mm -hmm. Angie. Um, you know, to, to me, it's about commitment, teaching Lolo to commit to something, not necessarily, you know, being great at it. Because she just got put on the C team for volleyball. So that's kind of like kids who are not really experienced and stuff. Yeah. And she was kind of bummed out. But I said, baby girl, like, she just, just have fun just have fun and don't put that pressure on you because i was an all-star softball player for nine years and but i wanted to sing so my dad was devastated when i gave up softball scholarship to sing but you know it's just you have to just let your kids figure it out see what you their passions it, yeah. are um and you know show up be responsible be on time uh, you know because they can be lazy but um so yeah it's I think sports can, is bittersweet. I just, I, I, I love talking to that doctor. I'm so glad he joined us. And hey, you're going to hear um, Jake's business, God's Glory Box, on the show. You'll hear the spots, godsglorybox.com, and we have a code for you. Um, they're beautiful, by the way. I just gave away several of the items as gifts that come in the box. Um, if you want to do a subscription, uh, go to godsglorybox.com, and then in the code, you can put in Good News 5 for $5 off the one month or Good News 10 for uh, $10 off a longer subscription. All right, we'll be right back with the good news. Hi, it's Angie. Hey, do you have a lot of things around your house you want to get rid of? My husband wants me to get rid of anything and everything that is in his way. 303-238-JANE. I love ARC. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps, and everything you donate helps. 303-238-JANE. They bring a truck right to my house. I actually have them come every well, month or two, and it is so helpful to get that place cleaned out because you know what? My husband's a lot nicer to me when I donate things, and who better to donate to than ARC? 303-238-JANE and arcthrift.org for a location near you if you just want to drop a few things off and do a little shopping. arcthrift.org, shopping with a purpose. I love Arc. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to the good news. If you like the good news program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com. AngieAustinRadio.com. Just click on contact me. I would would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Hey, it's Angie with the good news. You've heard me talk about God's glory box and you've heard the ads on the show. Um, really want 
Christians to support Christians. So this is a Christian show and uh, Christian artists. We have on a lot of authors and uh, performers, etc. And I, so I love the idea of working with God's Glory Box. So it's a monthly reminder of God's glory and inside beautiful gifts. I find it very economical. And the gifts can then be given to your friends or you can keep them. Kind of exciting to open it every month because you never know exactly what you're going to get. And I've got Jake, Glenn, and Shahab back. Uh, Jake Tetralt is the CEO and Glenn Noel, COO. And Shahab is uh, the CFO. And I know you think I can't say your last name, Shahab, but it's a Maslahati. See, I got it down. And so... uh, I don't. I just think this is great, you guys. I'm really proud of you. And I, I have to be honest. I thought you'd be older. You're you know, young. We're off to a quick start. So. You are. That's great. Hey, that's God's glory right there. That gives us a little more time to perfect the whole process. <laughs> I <over>. love it. <laughs> and more energy to do it, to be a startup, which, you know, you've done it's, quite well. You're a couple yeah. years in. It's taken a whole lot of energy. You know, every single day it's something new, uh, being an entrepreneur. But I wouldn't trade it in for anything else. You know, it's a... It's like the ultimate game. It's a full of challenges, but whenever you get the response back from the customers and uh, whenever we read our reviews and things like that, it really justifies all the hard work. Any stories for um, any of the three of you that you know have touched your heart about? You know, uh, last time I interviewed Shahabi, mentioned wearing a Christian shirt. You know, that came out of the box, and people were stopping him and commenting on it, which I do when I realize someone else is a Christian. I'll chat with them. I love supporting other Christians as well, which you do through your products. But any positive stories that have come out of the you know, the boxes, people receiving them, opening them, et cetera? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is Glenn. I, I handle most of the customer service. And, you know, one story that really struck me was recently someone received their box amidst all the hurricane and the weather in the southeast. And they said that, you know, even though they were not in their home, they were able to, you know, kind of get together with their family and open that box and, you know, kind of create a new memory. And it really kind of took them away from the strife that they were experiencing. And so for that person to come and share that with me and us was like really special. And, you know, we kind of that's what we're trying to do is create memories for people. And, you know, although they're all going to share the box together, every box has a couple shareable items, basically duplicates so that you can go and share that with a, another family member or a friend or, you know, someone who maybe is struggling as well. And so like, it's just really positive all around and it's really cool to hear those stories. Well, and I love the idea of, you know, the gifts because, First of all, when Christians are hurting, it means a lot for them to get the inspiration from script- Scripture, but also friends who may not be Christian that you can you know, talk to a little bit about it and maybe give them something that's motivational uh, with Scripture. Um, and I like the idea that it kind of provides you with the box full of items that you can keep and or give away, and that it's something that everyone can afford. And I'll give you a discount code in just a minute, but it's also very affordable. When we break it down, like the one I'm looking at right now, it's basically... Um, comes down to, I, I couldn't buy these items individually for what they are in here. Some of them like maybe 5 to $7 a piece, uh, whereas I think I would spend more like, they're like half what I would pay for them at least in the store. 
Yeah, definitely. These vendors, they do a good job of working with us yes. on the wholesale so that we can actually uh, provide a quality product at a decent price. Yeah. If you tried to look for these items individually, I believe a lot of them, you know, like a shirt is going to cost around $20 by itself. Or the necklace. I could have paid as much for this by itself. I believe those sell for 15 to $20 on Etsy right now. That's a porter box. She's amazingly talented. Oh, it's a beautiful. The, the necklace is uh, blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her from Luke. And um, I just, it's beautiful. I mean, that's, uh, that's my favorite thing in the box, but then I see the earrings that my daughter would love. So I love the idea that I have a lot of, you know, guests come through the good news and that's what we do is we share our testimonies, our Christian faith and the positive news been taking place out in the world. Mm -hmm. And so the idea of, sharing gifts like these with my friends is really appealing to me because many of them give me things like this and it really makes me feel good. Shahab, you haven't said anything yet. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. I'm just listening. <laughs> oh, wait, you, but you, you remind me of the, you're the classic um, CFO. Um, but I love the fact, first of all, it's cool because Shahab's sister is one of my uh, close friends and uh, she knows I'm a Bible thumping Christian. And I love it that Shahab, you are too. And that we've got her trapped. You know oh, what I mean? Try. <laughs> yep. So she said to me, I have the perfect thing for you. She's like, it's God's glory box. So she introduced us and now we're working together. And I just feel so blessed that God works in very interesting ways like that. Absolutely. And that even to present these gifts from God's glory box to friends who are Christian or not Christian, I think is going to bring more people to Christ to, you know, start conversations, to wear the shirt that has a Christian mes message or scripture, or to share a necklace with a friend that may think it's beautiful, but may uh, not really be familiar with the scripture in Luke that is there. So I want to make sure that you have the website, and we also have a discount code for you. And also by supporting them, you're supporting me because I'm working with them. So if you like the good news and you like listening to the program, uh, please support these guys. Check out a box. You can do one month if you want to see what it's like first. Uh, it's good news five. That's the code. And Shahab said, I'll send one to you, Angie, and you can check it out. And I loved it. And then one of my dear friends got one as well, and he shared it with a, a, a caregiver. And he said she was so touched by receiving the box that it really made her feel special. And he said, I knew she'd like it because she always has that Christian programming on her TV when I come over. So she loved it. Uh, GodsGloryBox.com. 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 Good News 5 for a $5 discount on one month. And then Good News 10 if you want to get one of the longer uh, subscriptions for 3, 6, or 12 months. It's Good News 10. Good News 10, and it's GodsGloryBox.com. Thank you, guys, and thank uh, God bless you for the work you're doing. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com.